Hello and welcome to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast, where we talk about all of the challenging things that we're working to overcome, like obesity, anxiety, and health issues. My name is Sarah. Today, I wanted to talk about body image and body image in the times of the coronavirus in particular. So I have been wanting to talk about body image for quite some time. I wrote a um, blog and an Instagram post a few months ago all about body image. I listened to Amy, Amy Porterfield on episode 82 of the Rise Together podcast with Rachel Hollis talking about body image. Also, when I attended the Rise Toronto event, Amy was there also talking about body image. And so I've been struggling with whether or not to talk about this at the time of the coronavirus and and how really even thinking about body image fits in with some of the bigger issues that we're dealing with right now. So first, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, the Rise Together podcast, episode 82, where Amy Porterfield speaks with Rachel Hollis all about body image. And, you know, she has a very similar struggle and story that I have. Um, You know, I attempted an obesity clinic when I was in middle school trying to lose weight. I joined Weight Watchers with my mom at age 13. Amy first joined Weight Watchers at age eight and the same thing went along with her mother. And so she speaks about struggling kind of lifelong now in her 40s, you know, um, 35-ish years of really struggling with weight. And I have been in a very similar situation. After joining Weight Watchers, I didn't see progression in terms of weight loss. And then eventually um, in high school, I did see a weight loss. I lost around 80 pounds when I was about 17 years old um, through activity and uh, changing some eating habits. And then again, went through yet another weight loss transformation after the birth of my daughter. Um, So uh, really two pregnancies, I guess, and then um, lost a lot of weight changed a whole lot in terms of my fitness routine and the way I eat and again you know lost around 75 pounds at that point in my life so I really see this as a lifelong um, you know people say journey other people say struggle but really something that is um, you know becoming healthy becoming fit both mentally and physically is something that I've been working on really my whole life and when I listened to Amy's podcast she talked about always being bigger than other girls and Amy's quite tall myself I'm only five feet tall so I was just always heavier it seemed Um, but you know Amy talks about being big in general and that then she spent most of her life trying to be small and that really rang true to me because I definitely see that I have spent a lot of time also you know working on being small working on being smaller both physically but then also I think in demeanor I've always been very introverted um, you know didn't stand up for myself a lot growing up um, and then also 
even in my career, struggled to get my point across at times, struggling to speak up with my ideas, and really playing small, playing quiet. Um, And I think that definitely is something that goes along with weight. And people... Um, you know, Amy talks about not wanting to take up space. And I think, again, that is something that goes along when you're heavier and you feel that you're always heavier. You find ways to kind of crunch yourself down, whether it's through poor posture, whether it's um, through, you know, not speaking as much or not standing up for yourself. It's, it's not being willing to take up that space because you are almost apologizing for the physical space that you take up in terms of being different or being larger than other women. So at one point, um, you know, uh, Rachel asks Amy in their conversation about where the focus on weight came from. And, you know, she says it was definitely from her father and how her father viewed her mother. And, you know, I can't say that I necessarily heard comments like that growing up, you know, a negative um, in terms of my dad saying things about my mom's weight. Um, My mom struggled with her weight as well. But um, I think there's just male perspective that kind of rang throughout my lifetime, be it, um, you know, coming from TV, from media. I think definitely media perspective has has played a lot uh, in my struggle with weight. And then I think just a general, you know, you hear comments, you hear things um, from the male population, either making fun of heavier women um, or putting putting down a certain type of woman. And, you know, definitely my husband, I was heavier when I met him, um, has, has never said anything like that to me. But, you know, I've heard um, rumblings through his peer population, comments about women as well um, at different weights. So I think there is that And let's be honest, there is comments and there is a judgment from other women. So, you know, growing up, I always felt that judgment of, oh, she's the same height as me, but she's like half my weight. You know, I could definitely feel that difference between and comparison between me and somebody else. So I think there are a lot of things that go into our head, those comments that we feel um, in terms of where that focus on weight comes from. And one of the other things that rang true in my conversation was Amy keeps talking about not being at her goal weight. So she's been on a health journey. She's been becoming more fit, becoming more healthy, uh, picking up healthy habits, but she stays connected to this idea of a goal weight. And I can tell you 100% that comes from Weight Watchers. That even comes from um, the medical profession, you know, the focus on BMI and getting yourself into that goal zone. Um, But Weight Watchers definitely 
ultimately has a goal weight. You set a goal weight. Once you reach your goal weight, then in Weight Watchers, or this is the way it used to be, you know, you had kind of a lifetime membership because you've achieved it. So like I said, you know, I lost 80 pounds, became a lot more fit when I was 17 years old, but I never reached my goal weight. And it always hit me that um, I didn't quite make it there. I was fitter, you know, I was healthier, but I wasn't there. I wasn't at that goal weight, um, which at that point was losing about 100 pounds. So then at 34, um, when I did lose weight, um, became fit after my daughter, um, I did hit my goal weight. You know, my goal weight was to be under 130 pounds and I did that and I even lost more than that at one point and you know I hit my goal size all those things and I think the one thing that they focus on in the conversation on rise together is well what changes then and yes you definitely have that feeling of wow I did it and I am at the size that I want to be and Um, I've hit this goal and I'm officially healthy uh, was kind of how I looked at it. But one of the things that doesn't happen is you don't automatically change how you view yourself. So yes, you're smaller. Yes, you know that you're fitter. You know, I, along with achieving the weight, did achieve a lot of goals in terms of you know, running different running races or being able to, because I weightlift, being able to weightlift certain pounds. And so I had other goals that went beyond just the actual weight on the scale. But I think one of the struggles is you're still struggling with body image. So yes, you look different, but you are still, um, you know, looking at yourself and judging yourself in the mirror, you're still judging yourself by size, you're still on the scale. And so it becomes very difficult to know when to stop doing that and difficult um, in terms of changing your mindset to just thinking about focusing on your health habits. So I definitely struggled and I know I went on a vacation uh, right you know, at my lowest weight, my fittest in that journey. And we went to Cuba, family vacation. And I remember wearing, um, I bought a bikini, I took a bikini, I put it on for a morning. And that was it. I just, I couldn't do it. I felt so self-conscious. I felt like my stomach was still flabby. I could feel, you know, this just judgment of myself. I don't know if others were judging me, but I certainly was judging myself and I didn't feel that I fit the part. You know, I I did not look like a Kardashian in that swimsuit. I had lots of stretch marks and saggy skin, having been overweight for years, having carried two children, and I just didn't feel like that was something that I could wear. So um, I think from that, I've grown a lot. Uh, the past few years, I have been focusing a lot more on my healthy habits and, you know, following the five to thrive that the Rachel Hollis talks about and the Hollis company, the, you know, drinking your water, the moving every day, instead of focusing on, um, so much on the weight and getting on the scale and, 
um, you know, where am I right now in terms of my weight. Um, but along with that, I have kind of come up with some, some, some tips. And so the tips that I would say are that focusing on health, focusing on habits, and loving yourself now. And instead of looking at every week and am I, you know, hitting enough exercise in order to lose weight, focusing on that moving every single day, um, focusing on being the most fit that you can be and setting those goals along with, um, you know, just being healthy, but being fit in terms of what you see as fit. So one of the things I'm working on right now, when I first started working out, I just wanted to be able to run a 5k with ease. I felt like a great measure of fitness would be that you know, when I go out to run, I can run 5k and it doesn't kill me. And it's not um, the be all end all. And now I'm, I've upped that a little bit and I'm working towards running a half marathon that way. I want to be able to once a week go out, run a half marathon and have that just be something that I can do. Not something that I feel like I'm going to die after, but just something that's kind of in my fitness repertoire. And so I think that is a really great goal for me right now. And overall, my goal, even when I did start um, losing weight after my daughter, my goal was to kind of have a strong body. And that focused a lot on being able to lift groceries, being able to lift my children. And then it went from there to being able to do activities with my children, like Um, I remember when I turned 30, I took my son uh, rock climbing with me and it was a really fun thing to do that we could, I was fit enough to actually go rock climbing, but also be able to take my son. Now it's focusing on things like going running with my son, playing soccer, Um, you know, he's getting bigger and stronger. So to keep up with him, um, definitely I'm not beating him in any sprinting challenges anymore that's for sure Um, but to even just to keep up uh, is something that is a goal so I'm also focusing on having a strong mom body which means not being a fitness model but being strong for my age and recognizing that I don't have to be a size two. I don't have to be looking like a 20-year-old fitness model. I'm a mom. I'm an older, becoming an older woman and being strong for that is kind of my new focus. And I guess In bringing this forward uh, in the time of the coronavirus and everything that's going on worldwide, I really struggled with whether this was even still a relevant conversation because I thought to myself, well, who cares about body image? My goodness, everyone's just trying to be healthy and, you know, trying to stay safe during this time. But I thought, really, that still rings true with a goal of health and a goal of strength and not taking our bodies for granted and not wishing our bodies were smaller or skinnier or almost in a way weaker. I think a lot of people focus on being thin and when we focus on being thin, 
A thin body isn't necessarily strong. It, it can honestly be considered weak. And so I think in this time, you know, a lot of people get thin by, let's face it, starving themselves and not nourishing their body. So I think in this time to focus on being active so that our bodies are resilient and immune and healthy and focusing on nourishing ourselves with healthy food it will really serve us well in the time of the global pandemic that we are being healthy and strong as best we can with our healthy habits every day. So I think our priorities are definitely challenged right now in a lot of us are working at home or we're homeschooling our children. And so being strong both mentally and physically by performing our healthy habits and eating well serve us a lot better than focusing on what our dress size is or what our pounds are in weight and will definitely fuel us into being more resilient and and being more fulfilled. So at this point, I think definitely during the pandemic, I would agree with Rachel's comment about who cares about a goal weight. And I think we we just need to really focus on real goals, um, like sleeping more, loving more, and and keeping those healthy habits. So I hope this rings true with some of the things that you're thinking about right now during this time. Um, thank you for joining me on the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast this week. I hope that you found this useful. If you'd like to hear more from me, certainly follow me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Sarah, S-A-R-A, Lady Gluten, L-A-D-Y-G-L-U-T-E-N. Or you can follow my blog. I'll put some notes up about this um, on there as well. It's www.theallergybeast.wordpress.com. And lastly, please hit subscribe on the podcast. I'm getting more and more people listening, which is really exciting. And um, even better, if you do like the podcast, please feel free to share it. Um, I'm hoping to be able to grow it and, and have more people listen in the future. Thanks a lot and have a great week.